Hello everyone, it's Saturday, April 29th. Welcome to Pop Goes the Girls, where we, two sisters born a decade apart, take a foray through our respective journeys through pop culture. I'm Daisy Kosh. And I'm Chelsea Davidson. This episode is not sponsored by Cool Ranch Doritos, despite the fact that I, specifically me, not we, I will be eating them the entire episode. I, I try, don't share. I try to eat them. It's just you're there before me. Yeah, yeah. This is a dangerous place for you to be. This is yeah. the danger zone. Don't yeah. don't put your hands into the cage. It's amazing. I decided to do a podcast with my sister who turns into a monster when eating. Uh, I don't, but I, it was definitely my it's idea to It's like going to, to dinner food. with Godzilla. Like, like, knocks buildings out of the way. I need to get to the Doritos. Anyway, this week is music week. And each week we talk about pop culture artifacts that shaped us and why we're memorable. And with Why it being, we're memorable. We are memorable, we, but... Why they are memorable for us. So, we you know all, what I mean. I don't know if, we, if I do. <laughs> I'm never sure if I do. We also have a fan theory fight club where we argue the merits or detriments of some of the fan theories surrounding interpreting different pop culture items. And lastly, we'll play a quick round of Twist the Sister where one of us loves something that the other hates or doesn't know anything about, as we've seen in the past. <laughs> and we'll open it up to a poll for you, our lovely listeners, to decide which sister is right. It's me. It's me. It's me. Hey. It's me. Oh, this is this is this perfect, actually this goes this right into our segue. first one. Yes. Hey. No. It's no. me. Hi. I'm the problem. Hi. It's me. Hi. It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Anyway, right. so that's a bit of a teaser. If any of you are fans of this artist, I'll let artist. you go first. So th this week, our pop culture artifacts. Since we've we we did a bit of a split. We we had a split over. Was it last week or, or the week before? We we didn't exactly agree on Whip It. And you're like, what's the impact? And I'm like, well, it was moody. And you're like, no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, what was the deep, profound impact? Yeah. And I'm like, didn't have one. Yeah. The problem with so, it was, when we went through Drew Barrymore movies, we were like, oh my god, we love this laundry list of movies. And we are like, okay, now we have to put them in categories. We both agreed <laughs> on Whip It at the time, but then when it came down to it, it yeah. was like, you know what? I think, I'm thinking about it now, and... It didn't hit me as hard as it hit you. Honesty is the best you. policy at all times. I felt. I feel like you could have lied for the podcast, but <laughs> whatever. All right. So so. Anyway, this week we also <laughs> we also are split a bit because I think this is more to do with the cultural. Yeah, we're definitely diverging because of well, our ages. Yeah, exactly. This is one our where age our age what... really did divide us. Exactly. Because exactly. we both are fans of older music, but. These are similar an artists artist, and an, not similar artists at the same yeah. time. Well, the gender is the same, and then that's where it separates. No, no, <laughs> they're both huge, blonde, pop, art, stars. pop artists that fill stadiums, re define themselves by each album. Yeah. They have, you know, when they do take a political stance, which for one of them it's much more often than they the really, other. They really, they, this they, is actually kind of... Uh, poignant to the times we're in, they each have an era. Like a, they like, do, they do, they do. Considering there my is a, artist, yes. yes. So okay, you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first if you want. Okay, I don't, I don't care. I can go first, and I can you know dive okay. in, or you can. Yes, this is Blonde Ambition Week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my choice, if if you know what Blonde Ambition is, is Madonna. So Madonna is, in my mind, the queen of of this originally. I mean, she kind of pioneered it to a great deal. She, she's, um, she's amazing. But here's the thing. I don't actually like Madonna. And I think this might be where we, we definitely disagree <laughs> on things because you, I think you do actually like your artist. I, I don't like Madonna. I would never want to meet Madonna. 
but I would absolutely go to a show of hers. I think that her 80s, somewhat into the 90s, but, but not too far, was her greatest era. And she just, she reinvented herself. She was whatever she wanted to be. She, she took major headlining stances. Yeah, to build on, on what you said, I, I saw or I read a thing about Madonna. I don't know if this is probably something that she's talked about in a documentary or something, because she's done loads of things. She's done things. documentaries, yes. Um, but, Just like your artist. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really liked when they turned around and they said to her, I don't know which um, award show or music show she was playing at the time, but she was going out there and barely anything, and then she had a wardrobe malfunction, and they were like, your career's over. And Wait, is that the cape thing? I honestly, she got I, pulled down I, by I have no cape? idea. Okay. I have no idea. Right, but they sorry, were like, your career is going to be over, and Madonna's like, whatever will be, will be. Yeah. And she just skyrocketed. They were like, we love it! Bring on the raunch! Like, they loved it. All the fans of her. Were, it they wasn't were, the cape then. They were fine with whatever she did as long as she kept doing what she was doing because enough yeah. people liked her at that point that they were like, screw the execs, do what you want. Yeah, no, she was, she was a juggernaut. She was absolutely incredible. I think her music is timeless. Uh, again, I'm talking about the 80s, 90s section. As soon as you get into like the, the later eras, that's when I start to fall off. So I, I'm definitely tick-tock, a... Tick-tock, tick-tock. Yeah, I am a niche artist. But you have to admit, she has longevity. She's she's still touring. She's got albums coming out still. Like, it's it's not like she well, disappeared. Well, doesn't she have a special tour coming out now that, like, it's like... 30, I don't know. It's like 30 or 40 years of music. She's coming to town. I have absolutely no idea. It's like idea. 30 or 40 years of music, and she's just... She's doing basically what my artist is doing currently. Yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of incredible. Anyway. Um, so, yes. Needless to say, I love Madonna. I love Madonna's music. I think it's very moving to see what she did in terms of the industry. I love her music videos, which again is something that these two artists have in common where they have music videos that just everyone's just dissecting and and it makes headlines and oh my god, it's scandalous and what about this and what about that? Yeah. So they're very similar artists and I'm and I was totally bait for all of it. Um and I think one of the things cuz I think long long time ago in school I had to do like a little report or something on or or like a slideshow some sort of presentation on an artist and why they were important and it was just like okay whatever but I picked Madonna and then I did some research and I found out some of the incredible things she did in terms of in the height of the AIDS pandemic or AIDS pandemic AIDS epidemic whatever it was the AIDS crisis yeah just stick with crisis yeah whatever the AIDS crisis was which I think it was a pandemic but whatever um she she was putting st- information about it in her liner notes of her album and kind of trying to spread awareness so that and and also trying to raise funds as well for research at a time when people were literally afraid to touch somebody who had AIDS yeah and i thought that that was amazing because i mean she she used her platform for good and nobody really even like unless you did the research like I did or or you were a particularly strong fan you probably didn't know that and I I thought that was an amazing thing in the height of her career when you know that could have been debilitating to someone she did that right at the at the peak and it also shows that she valued truth honesty and education over public opinion like she didn't care if fans break down they were like you love people that have aids you know you're gonna get aids too she took a stance she turned around and was just like educate yourself i'm gonna give you a bit of information 
so that you can just have a bit of a more eye-opening experience about yeah. what this really is yeah. and try to help people. Don't be quick to judge. Yeah. Just, you know, find the truth. And yeah. the truth will set you free kind of thing. Yeah. No, I love her. Anyway, long story short, I love her. She had a profound impact on me. And without further ado, let's have... Hold have on, hold on. Before I go into my artist, version. I just want to say one last little thing. Madonna also stars in what I genuinely think is the oh, best League baseball of movie of all time. A League of Their Own. A League of Their Own. I've been watching the which, TV series, by which, the way. Which straight up created a friendship between the weirdest friendship I've ever heard of, Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. Yeah. I think that is, I think that's crazy. That's a, honestly, but that's I a also great movie. love it. I love it. I think it's crazy, but I love it. Yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> Did you know that there's no crying in baseball? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, a great movie. I, I, the ending for it makes me want to like. I I, I should have an someone, addendum right but, here. But I am a fan of Madonna the musician. I am not, not a huge <laughs> fan of Madonna the actress. I think that's an important distinction to make. There are a handful of things that she's in, like A League of Their Own, that are very very good movies. And then there's the rest of what she did, and and we'll we'll leave it at that. Oh, but also connection. Your artist is also is also an actress as yes. well. Yes. Okay. All right. I I love her little tiny role in New Girl. You probably don't remember it. It's been I a while do. since you watched she's, the, she's, the best sitcom yes, of all I did. time. Yes, She's Elaine. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember her. Well, I'm not as good as Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's Nobody, kind of big, so nobody's as good as Elaine though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my artist is because of the impact it hit me with when I was like eight and then onwards. Yeah. Was Taylor Swift. It's a love story, baby. That, that yeah. was you. Oh, yeah. You were so For, into Because it. I loved Love Story and You Belong With Me, Mom and Dad got me the Fearless Deluxe Edition album for Christmas. Yeah. And not it, even her first not, album. Not I. The, the first album, I gotta be honest. Too country it, for you. Yeah. It, <laughs> I didn't even really listen to it. It was when Fearless came out, it was just the right amount of country for me, because I'm not, like, a huge country fan as it is. Her hair was still curly. But I loved it. I, I even had a DVD with, like, five music videos on it, and you know how I was when I was little. I used to get the MTV DVD off of you, and I'd watch, like, Toxic and This Love. Yeah. So when there was, like, just these five music videos, I was like, okay, put it on repeat. Yeah. I'm going to learn Every everything she does in it. feature... Every yeah. special feature there is, you are like, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm going to watch this, and then we're going to watch it again to, for studying purposes. Yeah. Like, oh, that well, was, the that gag was the reel, The gag reel for different shows, I've seen it, like, yeah. <laughs> infinity times. To the point that you're making the jokes, like, the, the blooper joke, while you're watching the show. Yeah. I'm like, did you yeah. know that... Uh, anyway, this, this is, is not really about wrong. Taylor we, Sorry, Swift. we got very distracted. Let's talk anyway, about Taylor Swift, shall so we? So, for Taylor Swift, for me... Um, I love Fearless, uh, the Fearless album. Yes. I loved, um, I loved... I'm, the Obsession Starts. I'm, I'm personally, more, you already know this, but my music tastes lean more towards, like, sad ballads. Moody. And, moody music. And moody music, like, angsty stuff. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo crying in the dark. We're, well, we're gonna get, <laughs> we're gonna get into a fight about Olivia Rodrigo because I feel differently than you do about it. I don't know if you do, but let's see. Um, but I like love 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 fearless and it kind of introduced me to her because i had stuff like hey steven which i listened to him repeat when i had a crush on a guy like was his name steven no his name wasn't even steven but it felt so like authentic to what i was experiencing that it was just like i don't even care about the name like, I just get insert it. new name i get it taylor yeah. i get it <laughs> yeah that's how i feel too yeah 
<laughs> but I also had like Breathe and White Horse and Love Story. Like all of all of those hit me really hard. But then she did um, Red, and Red I was going in and I was like, oh, I liked okay, Red. Yeah. Well, I went in and I'd only really known We Are Never Getting Back Together, which. Fun fact. Oh my god! Yes, yes, fun fact. Yes. When I listened to We Are Never Getting Back Together, it took me about two or three listens, and I knew the whole freaking song. Yes. You, you are the lyric police as well. I That's am a very the lyric important police. thing to note. Well, with you, you turned around and you were like, this song's so stupid. It yeah, is we stupid. get it. They're not getting back together. It is a stupid Whatever. Song. <laughs> and I was like, That's not the line, Chelsea. And you're like, Oh, I don't even care. Well, I, uh. because you do love money. I said to you at the dinner table... <laughs> I do love money. You do love money. Okay. You speak the language of right. the toonie, apparently. apparently. Appar- yes. Because I said to you... Could we be more Canadian? I said to you, I would give I you a toonie. Two dollars. No, no, no. two dollars, everybody. No, no, I negotiated. You said, I'll give you a loony, which is one dollar. And I said, nah, that's not enough. Yeah. And you said, goes, I'll give you a toonie. Yeah. If you memorize 30 seconds of the lyrics. No, no, I said, if you learn the whole song, because the song isn't that hard. No, I never learned the whole song. <laughs> I still to this day, but there's a section of that song where I'm like, I know every word here. Yeah, because I said to you, I said, if you learn the song over dinner, I I will will tell you all of the lyrics. That's You learn it. You learn it. And I give you a toonie. What do you mean that's more love? I paid you to sing. I understand that, but it's only $2. So I feel like that was more love. No, that was a challenge. You wanted two bucks to be like, ha, I know the lyrics. Like, that's what it was. Yeah, leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) I know the lyrics now, leave me alone. Yeah, it was that. But (sighs) when I started Red, back on track, when I started Red, I only really knew those two songs. And then when I listened to the whole album, I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. of Red, because I'm pretty sure Red is the one that I loved. Is that the one where it's like, you've got the James Dean? No, you love 1989. 1989? 1989 was the one you loved. We we sat and listened to that when Dad was getting his taxes done. Remember, we were sitting in the car. Not a clue. I don't remember (laughs) that at all. Like I said, profound impact on you. Zero impact on me. We were sitting in the car, you're like, I got it from the library. And you put it in, and I was like, I'm going to make a Swifty out of you yet. And you put it in, you were like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I, I gave... I think to this day I have given almost all of her albums a chance. Yeah. Because some and of the songs I really like. Yeah. You, for me, I love folklore, as you know, and you ended up yes. liking folklore because of stuff like Exile. You love oh, Exile. I love Exile. Exile is like the equivalent of like how you were like, I feel it, Taylor. I was listening to Exile and I was like, yeah, he's getting his knuckles bloody. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, Tay-Tay. <laughs> I know. Me and T-Swiz on the same page. Like, I was, I was very into that song. And then, just because I was into that song, I was like, okay, you know what? I can't listen to this 25 times in a row. Maybe I'll listen to the next song. And then I kind of got into the other one. So I quite like Cardigan. Yeah. Um, My, oh, I can't oh, even begin. I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to get into it that. in a sec. Don't talk about how you like Taylor Swift. I want to get into how I like Taylor Swift. So, <laughs> That's true. This anyway, is not with, my with Red, I got more into it, and then I got, like, Treacherous, Red. Um, 22 ended up being more of, like, an anthem for me when I was actually 22. Like, it felt like this is my year. You <laughs> how know, I remembered how old yeah, I was yeah, at the time. at the time you I was were like, I'm like, 22. Yeah, you'd come up to me and just start yeah. doing the two, and the I knew what you were going to get into. The 22, just flipping. Because um, I couldn't remember. Honestly, I am terrible. I cannot remember my age. Yeah. Since about twenty, yeah. I have just perpetually forgot how because old the year, I am. Because the years just blend together. Someone asked how old I was, and I was like, "I'm not entirely sure." Let's do the math. <laughs> You're like, "I was born this year. We're in this month. 
Okay. I, I was like, okay, first of all, what year are we in? And then we, and then I did the back jack. Yeah. Did a little bit of work back for it. Yeah. But, but I got there and they were like, wow, that was a lot of work for something that should be like instant. For, for me, it should be easy because of me being a millennial baby. Taylor Swift should be for, mandated to I, do a song for of how old year. she is yes. for every album just to keep me on track. Yeah. You're like, I don't know about you, but I'm 31. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that how old I am? No, you're not 31, Chelsea. How old am I? I am 31. Wait, are you 31? I am you are 31. 31. You're going to be 32. There's the problem. Yeah, I am 31. I'm back, sorry. Um, but Red also, for me, as soon as I listen to All Too Well... Now, I'm not talking about the new Taylor's version, which I've I love the 10 the minutes. Music, yeah. I love the 10 minutes. I love the music video. Go Sadie Stink and Dylan O'Brien. You guys rock. But I got into All Too Well because I knew... I love Jake Gyllenhaal, as you know. Gillen Hall. You don't love him that much if you're not going to pronounce I love his him name correctly. I love him enough to mispronounce it. Same as how everyone else mispronounces Ariana Gillen Grande. Hall. You know how everyone mispronounces Ariana Grande? I love Is him it enough. Grandi? It's something like that. Grandi. I love him enough <laughs> to respect the fact that he didn't correct people years ago. And that's why this is where we are. Okay. Anyway, I loved him. And when I found out that the breakup that they had was what this song sprouted from i was like hold on is this official information or is this yes. just like okay. don't you know about okay. this okay i'm sorry i'm talking to a taylor Swift fan i could be hurt chelsea dylan o'brien in the music video is jake gyllenhaal like that was their relationship uh, okay anyway well this is like taylor's version so i don't know if like if I jake's do... like that's not what happened i don't I, I don't care he didn't write a song about it she did so i'm in a different place can, can we move on to folklore because because folklore was a departure i'm getting that all Too Well was, like, the anthem for me for Red, and then when she redid it and the 10-minute version came out, I was, I was sitting there, and I was like, I don't care if I'm here for, like, days. I'm just gonna listen to it over and over again. It's probably one of my most played songs on my iPod, to be fair. Then, 1989, which you love, Out of the Woods, Style. I don't like Out of the Blank Woods. Space. I do like Style. I do like Blank Space. Um, this is 1989? Shake it, shake it Off, yes. Oh, I love 1989. Shake It Off, Bad Blood, Wildest Dreams. Oh, 1989 is definitely yeah. the album yeah. for me then. You just okay. you just gobbled that up and left no crumbs. Even Welcome yeah. to New and York. Even Welcome to New York. Don't You're like, welcome to New York. Don't like it. Don't I like love it. that in uh, like said, How to Be Single. They're not perfect albums because I always have somewhere I'm just like, that's not the song for me. <laughs> but for the most part, 1989 has got to be the one that I love. Yeah. But, 1989 feels authentic to you. But I make an exception because it almost feels like a different artist for Folklore and the other one she did right now. Because after. they were alternative. They weren't pop. They weren't pop songs. They yeah. were alternative. It's an. I it's, love it was folklore. literally an alternative album and people were shitting on it because they were like, she went from country to pop and now she's trying to do alternative. She's not very Bon Iver, close, and, very which close was second. ironic because Bon Iver was on Yeah, it. she's staying with Bon Iver. Um, but I, I liked that. I also loved Lover. I thought Lover was awesome. Her lover yes. album, where she had, you know, you had me. Me I, was actually one of the songs that I, I didn't like as much. Jesus, off she's of had it. a lot of albums. Me, I didn't like as much, even though everyone else was singing me at the top of their lungs. All I can think is, I'm the problem. It's no, me. No. That's not the song. You know, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like too sugar pop. I hate that. It yeah. it sounded like it was like forced poppiness to me. Like it's like if Barbie was a song is what yeah. me felt like for Speaking me. Speaking of which, very much looking forward to the Barbie. They, yes. They, another trailer came out. Side note, looking at forward I am to Barbie. very much looking forward <laughs> to the Barbie movie. But I don't have a clue what it's about and I don't care. It's, I, they're, suggesting, they're suggesting because of the trailer, it's going to have like a Wizard of Oz-esque kind of story. Like she leaves Barbie land and experiences the new world only to realize 
that she loves where she's from. That would be interesting, but I don't think that's what happens. Greta Gerwig <laughs> is the the writer yes. and 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 or You're director. You're getting so distracted. I am so behind Greta Gerwig. Oh. After she did Little Women, I mean, it's you didn't changed. even watch the one that I told you to watch first. The original. I told Ooh. you to watch Winona Riders first. I'm aware of what you told me to do. And then do. you came in and you watched it in the wrong order, and then you were I like, didn't watch uh, it in the wrong I think order. I, like, I watched the better movie first. That's not true. <laughs> Just because Florence. Pugh or Poe, however oh, you want to say it, isn't Florence it? Pugh. She makes the character this more likable really than Kirsten Dunst. This really is a blonde appreciation week. You're, Greta Gerwig is you're great. You're Florence Pugh is great. Stop it. And now we're back. Taylor Stop Swift it. is great. Anyway, Lover though, I didn't just love Lover for songs what like Lover. What else is on that? What else uh, is on that? You have Cornelia Street, Miss Americana, and The Heartbreak Prince, which no. I loved, and that was where she did her documentary about it. And I loved that she was being really real in it. <laughs> I said I love Madonna. Was making and, it, and, she and, was, and she's great. <laughs> this she is was. What she was making do? a stand though because didn't people talk were about a single uh, album. I didn't talk about. I know a you, you got song. you got caught on her like humanity <laughs> no, efforts. No, I just think she's amazing. I don't Get out think of the way, she needs, She doesn't need an in-depth analysis. She is just by default amazing. But yeah, um, there was uh, paper rings. You know. Nope. I like shiny things. Did I listen to this album at all? Uh, probably not. Is this the one where you weren't living with me at the time, so I didn't force it upon you? This is a very valid point. Yeah, so you I probably didn't. Not, uh, I, I forgot pressured. that you existed. You might have heard. That is a good nope. one. Nope, never heard it. Uh, the Archer. Oh, I think I've heard the, the man Archer. when she did the man. That was you know she references oh. Leonardo DiCaprio because you know if I was a man. I wouldn't be called this laundry list of stuff. I I'd think be, I know I'd the man. I'd be a cool person. I'd be a boss, but. Because I'm a woman, okay, you know, keep going. I'm, I'm find all these me, things. Find me a song that I might know. I, well, I don't have the album in front of me, Chelsea. These but are just songs that kind of stood phones. out for me. Like, we have... Well, you start digging. I'm going to get on to Reputation. Oh, which no Wait. one loved Reputation. Reputation and after Lover? Yes. Lover I think was, it did. Lover was a big disappointment. I think it did. Then. I'm not sure. It might have come before or after. I think it came after. Which is... Wait. So hold on a tick. I'm not sure. It might have come before. Hold on anyway. a tick. Which was the album where she says... Shade never made anybody less gay. What song is that? That's I like that one. Like uh oh uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's lover. What's the name of the song? Um, you can't remember either. I can see it. Isn't that? You need to calm down. Yeah, need to calm down. Yeah, I like that song. That's off lover. That's a good song. Yeah. She gets one. This is what I'm saying. Every album has one. Yeah, where I'm you're like, like okay, oh yeah, this is good. That's all right. That's why I picked it up. <laughs> I love that's that Reddit was literally, I love it for my age. <laughs> yeah. You came when you were like, 22 is the one for me. Anyway, Reputation. Yeah. Reputation was something that no one really liked, but I thought it was kind of cool. Because it was like, it was more like punky just, and Look grungy. what you made me do. I love that I video. I love that music video. It's I love, great. It is so good. And it's so... Terrible um, song, but I, I... I love the song. I sit there but and... I like it because of the video. There's something about how she says it that it feels like I you're getting revenge. I want to tell you you suck. <laughs> and here's my message coded in music videos. Here it is. Watch it now. I ha, don't ha. like you. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I love I love the the little thing with the telephone as well. She had like a, a moment right near the middle of the song where she's like, uh, Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's, she's dead. dead. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But that I loved. I loved, uh, this is why we can't have nice have things. Heathers. This is why we can't have nice things, which I thought was great because it wasn't just like one relationship. It was feuds that she'd had with like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, but it was also breakups. I don't know this. You're not, you're not. Oh, well, you know about what Kanye West did, right? 
multiple where he, things. Where he had, like, yes. you know, he had nude Taylor Swift, and it wasn't even her. Yes, yes. And he, like, all this other stuff. Anyway, getting distracted again. Uh, I loved that, and I also liked Delicate, which everyone liked, because it was on the radio all the time. Oh, I loved Delicate. Delicate's Reputation. Yes, I love Delicate. Great song. Is it for the best? Yeah. Yeah, I think I played Delicate a million times. Then they remixed it, and I was not a fan of it. I hate when they remix everything. They ruin everything. The only remix I've ever enjoyed (laughs) is Elton John and Dua Lipa's for Rocket Man. Rocket Man, right? It is Rocket Man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Okay. I and actually I like that remix, and it's because it doesn't sound anything like the original. Time. It's completely standalone good. Yeah. It's anyway. its own song, and she she sings parts of it that aren't in the song, so it's not really a remix. It's it's like a sample. Yeah. In a song, but he sang it with her, so it's it's what an happened? homage revamp, you know. Okay, so it's it's you, all the you're getting things a bit mixed of a together. Mix. You're getting a bit of a mix. Anyway, Delicate's um, a great song. Then though. you have the duology. That's what I like to call it of folklore and Evermore. Yes. Now, Pandemic, I think, is really what helped with the, these albums as well because I think it would have because people were forced to listen to them. People were bored. <laughs> people were bored, yeah. and they might not have given this a chance because it's a different I, approach. For me, the folklore feels the most it. authentic to who I am as a person. Like red and folklore for me feel like that's my energy and that's how I feel. Even though Fearless kind of introduced me to Taylor Swift, and I was like, I feel you, Taylor. Yeah. That was who I was in the moment, but as I've changed, my airs have kind of moved into different ones, and Red and Folklore together, for me, I loved it. Folklore, specifically the tr- the triangle, the love triangle that occurs in Cardigan, oh, Betty, and August. And yeah. before I fully, like, analyze the whole album itself i was like they are connected <laughs> like i said and everything then, has to be studied one yeah. once for appreciation and oh, just yeah. general like that's my something. only problem with midnights i haven't listened to it enough yet to love anything is that the new one yes i haven't okay. listened to it enough yet to like anything more than anti-hero it. and lavender haze i was, that's I, was I need to really it. dive in i was gonna say that's the album that keeps coming up on my yeah. thing like i i play my spotify the way i, I, I have to it, dive into it the way i have it set up is that it recommends songs to me yeah every two or three songs so that i might listen to something new. I have a question. How often is Taylor Swift recommended to you? Very rarely. Yeah. But Lavender Haze comes up all the freaking Lavender time. Lavender Haze is something you'd like. Have you listened to it? I don't like it. I've listened to it. I'm not a fan. You don't like it? I think it's great I've because she kind of, she's kind of, times, she's kind of pointing out the back. fact that she's all, she can, because she's a woman, she can only be someone who's a one night stand or she'll be a wife. She can't be anything else. And like, I love that. Well, that's nice, but I don't like I love the that song. she kind of sta- takes a stand against that. Well, lyrically, it might be wonderful, Plus it's the but last I don't one, like the song. It's the last uh, album before we had the devastating Joelle win Taylor Swift breakup. I thought they were going to get I married, I don't even Charles. know who this it is. Really I'm not me. devastated at it all. It hurt me so much. I thought they were going to get married. Anyway. Um, after that, back on, back on track. Folklore and Evermore. Is he going to become Evermore. Mr. Swift? Evermore. Granted, Evermore, I think, is one of those albums where I feel like she could have just done two discs to Folklore instead of doing a whole separate album, because Evermore has, Do they like, have a standalone difference between them, or they... Cause the I, the I songs are different. It, I treat... I know, but I just try kind of treated it like a deluxe album. Yeah. I said it's like side the duology a, of B. Folklore, Evermore. Yeah. Were it, they but, released separately, or were they Yeah, released? they were. Oh, okay. I think it was, like, six months apart or a oh, year okay. or something. But Folklore, I love the whole album. The whole thing. Specifically the Love Triangle, as I said. I loved Cardigan. P- pull up that album. Because now I feel like I want to differentiate between the, the two. Because um, my phone is charging right now. Uh, okay, so whatever. Please, please provide me a list um, so I can 
can, I but can make an actual I, opinion. I loved Betty August and Cardigan, so I'll just start talking about my thing while you start searching yeah. up for stuff for yourself. Folklore. But, okay. um, Let's see. I initially listened to it, and I loved August so much, without even fully digesting the fact that it's from the perspective of the other woman. And usually, in society in general, the other woman is usually the person that's portrayed as the villain. But having listened to all three songs, the real villain to me is uh, James, who's the guy. Because you have Betty James and Augustine. That bad and, motherfucker. And he turned around and he got distracted <laughs> with Augustine. And Augustine thought they were going to be in love. Her yeah, her name's Augustine, but the, the song's called August. Okay. Um, but he got, he clearly was with Betty and they, they seemed like they were going to be end game, but then he turned around and got with Augustine oh and then gosh. he proceeds in this, his song. Just for the record, this is not a movie. This is literally three songs put yeah. together that are trying well, to tell. Well, it's called folklore because they're the stories. Story. It's stories she wanted to tell and it was true stories as well as stuff that she'd made Exile up. Exile was great. And there's a reason why it's the first song on the album. That's all I can say. Whatever. Um... Anyway, Cardigan's good too. Cardigan I loved because that is how you feel when you think you're going to end up with somebody and then all of a sudden there was someone else and she goes, you know, is that what she the, felt the like an old, she felt like an old cardigan under someone's bed, but he put it on and said that she it was, was her his favorite. she was his favorite yeah. and he made her feel mad special. Mad Woman's a great one. There's yes. nothing like a mad and woman. And it's based on a true story. About of course it is, because it's a Taylor Swift album. No, it's Everything not. No, not based on like story. her life. It's based on a true thing that happened. Last Great American Dynasty is That's a really also, good story. Yeah, I and like I think that both one. of them are based on real things that happened. I don't think it's a story. It's actually something that was legit. Okay. Because she talked about it in her sessions it. that she did for Disney Plus, I think. Um. Anyway, That's about it, I think. For but me. and then what's the other one called again? What? What? What came after? Ever- Evermore. Evermore. Okay. Um. I love that you're just researching what you want to talk about as I'm talking. No, I'm just trying to differentiate because they do blur together for me. Well, for me, Ivy, Tolerated, and Willow are the highlights of Evermore, while the whole album of Folklore was a bop for me. (laughs) Willow. Yeah. I love Willow, and Willow is off of Evermore. Yes. Okay. I I think I like Evermore a little bit less. I really liked folklore. Well, I do. So a we're lot. in the same boat there. I liked folklore a lot more. Yeah. But I I love Willow. I think that's a great song. Yeah. I like Gold Rush as well, but I don't yeah. really like it because of the lyrics. I just like it because of the the rhythm. What of the something song. that grew on me was Champagne like Problems. Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Yeah. Do, do, do. I don't know what it is. Something that grew on me was Champagne Problems. It's not one of my favorite songs off the album, but it still grew on me because a friend of mine who had turned around and said, "Oh, isn't that a great song?" I listened to it more, and I thought it is kind of sad. Um, it's because it's the story of this whole relationship kind of crumbling. Mm-hmm. And the guilt that you feel on both sides of it. Anyway, um, back to what I was saying. August. I loved August out of the three Are we still songs. still talking about Taylor Swift? Yeah, I'm trying to get back on track. You're ruining this for me. August, I loved it so, so much. Mm-hmm. And I, I loved how she very clearly is in love with him, but she also knows he's never going to love her the way he loved Betty. Okay. So she even says it in it, you know, they were twisted in bed sheets. The summer kind of just went away like a bottle of wine. He was never hers. Well, she says he was never mine, but he was never hers. And it's a shame because you can see that her love isn't going to make it stick. And you know that eventually Betty will forgive James and they're going to be together. But it's still heartbreaking for everyone involved. Let's move on to Midnight's. 
Um, Midnight's, for me, I already said. I haven't listened to it enough to analyze there it There is a third song that I know off of this album, by the way. There is? Okay. Can I tell you what it is? Go for it, Charles. Vigilante Shit. I love and that song. Why did I... Th I thought it was going to be Karma Lady or Vigilante Shit. Revenge. Yeah. I love that. I, I don't... That's what pulled me in. I mm. think it showed up on, like, a TikTok or, or some sort of meme or something. And I was like, what is that? I have and no doubt it was on TikTok. Yeah, and then as soon as I heard it, I was All like, oh. All the Swifties oh, out there, it's not on TikTok? You're playing. You're a Swiftie. You're a Swiftie. I'm not on TikTok, Dirty though. little Swiftie. But okay. yeah. And I think that's it. Um, I love that Taylor Swift does the same thing as Madonna. Uh, she kind of takes a stand on certain things. For a while, she didn't do any uh, big political things because... She was told not to get involved, kind of thing, and that was why I was really proud when she did Miss Americana in the documentary. And she takes a stance. She points out that she can't deal with it anymore about how they're like, "Oh well, she's Republican or she's from this, she's from that," and she goes, "Just because you are a certain political party doesn't mean that that gives you the right to say all of this terrible stuff and believe all these terrible things." Yeah. So you she can have your stand. political affiliation, but that does not give you the right yeah. to besmirch a bunch of people and also, you know, it just deprive rights. Deprive yeah. rights and increase hate. Yeah. And I love and that I she agree did with that. that. I agree with that. And then a few years later, she had uh, drag queens stance. as her dates. She had drag queens as her dates I for recall. award shows. Yes. I love that too. She had the best time with them as well. Because a lot of people were like, oh my god. Were you, you there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, but they she showed like the videos. Best time. They showed videos Did you have the of best her. Time? Oh, whatever. Were you with her? Okay. <laughs> that's, what <I'm> <laughs> that's, that's what you think of me. Yeah. Lavender Haze. Like, I just, um, I cannot get it. I just, no. You know, in the music video for Lavender Haze, the guy that's her love interest in it is trans? Never seen the video, so. What is wrong with you? Yeah, I fell off. I fell what do you mean you fell off? I fell off of the... No, you got the... lazy is what it is. <laughs> no, off. I did not get lazy. I'm not interested. It's yeah, not whatever. lazy if I'm like, I don't care anymore about the Swift Wagon. I, I am off of the Swift Wagon. It is not... But it is too we, Swift for me. What we have I would like is, a slow meander. What, what, we've, what we've established <laughs> is, you do like Taylor Swift. Because yeah. you like at least one song off of every album. But she's no Madonna for well, me. Okay. And on that you, note... You tell yourself what you gotta tell yourself, okay? On that note, what is our next segment, Daisy? Um, so we have our Fan Theory Fight Club right now. Ooh. Now, with it being Music Week, we took a little bit of a liberty with the term music, because this is musical. a musical. Musical. It's a musical. Yeah, it's a little musical. We are talking about Grease. Hey, Sandy, would you like me to pierce your ears for you? Dun, 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 dun. Isn't that awfully dangerous? <laughs> Oh, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to be a beautician, you know. What's the matter? Are you afraid? No, I'm not. Here, Frenchie, you can use my virgin pimp. Yeah, it's nice to know. It's good for something. What's her for? Frenchie, I really don't think it's a good idea. Oh, no, it's okay. My father won't like it. I promise you. Listen, oh! Oh, uh, Sandy, why don't we go into the bathroom? My mother will kill me if I get blood all over the carpet. What? Oh, it only bleeds for a second. Frenchie, I don't feel very well. Don't worry about it, Sandy. If she screws up, she can always fix your hair so your ears don't show we got Sandy, as you know. Danny! Okay, don't do that again. Ever. That's, that's what she says when she sees him. Yeah. Danny! Okay, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. The anyway. late, great Olivia Newton-John. Yes. Really giving it her all. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, mm. so the fan theory for this is a very popular one. It's one of the most well-known fan theories out there. Is it really? Yeah, apparently. I, I do know when, this theory. When so I, I went, mean, that, that when I went down the rabbit hole, apparently there were a lot of tunnels in the rabbit hole to everyone else. All right. Um, but All right. it's supposed to be well-known, so you might have heard of it. But the theory is that Sandy from Greece is in fact dead all along, which you already yes, know about. Yes, just a, a spoiler alert. Because at the beginning that's of not, the movie... I mean, that's not what the movie's about. Like, this fan theory, it does come out of, like, left field in a I way. Actually, I actually have some interesting stuff. I have statements from John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, and the actual creator. Okay, all right, I'd so like to hear this. I will be getting into that at the end, though, once I've dove oh, into all of no, this first. No, 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 let's just dive right into the good shit. Give me the good shit. Don't bury the I'm trying the to lead. tell you the good shit. Okay. You won't let me get to the good the theory? shit. What's the theory? So... Um, it's mentioned in songs and by people that at the beginning Sandy nearly drowns in water or whatever but the theory suggests that she actually drowns at the beginning and the whole rest of the movie is a fantasy kind of like her last dying wish of everything that's going to happen and this um, happens because in the song Summer Night it suggests that Danny and Sandy they met when she got a cramp while swimming and he, and he saved her you yeah. know, you, all that I saved her life yeah. she nearly drowned okay. yeah I'm not gonna hit that note um, <laughs> anyway um, there is also to be said that when okay. this is said it's chip time yeah. go ahead so get started child <laughs> um, it also could be said though that Danny when he says that you know he saved her from drowning and stuff like that he could easily be posturing in front of his friends to be like hey look at me guys I saved the lady when in real um, but so he's it, a psychopath and that he's saying he saved her when no, so she he's died? Seen, no, 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 no. The, what I'm saying is, when the, this is part of the theories that the lyrics suggest that she got a cramp when swimming, he saved her life. Oh, this is in her but head, so she's thinking he saved her. Saved her. Okay. But because this, she loves him. Yeah. Okay. But, like, alternatively, this could also be a lie that she didn't actually get a cramp at all. I'm just saying that Danny could have been, you know posturing for his boys, you know, okay. oh, I saved she nearly drowned, because it but is, this is all it in, is in that Sandy's song. head. Yes. Okay, alright, keep going. Well, him posturing isn't in his head, this is just something I'm saying, no, alternative to the lyrics. No, it's in Sandy's head. If yes. this whole thing is in her head, then this is what she thinks he would do. Yes, exactly, okay. that he saved her. And every event in Greece also plays out in Sandy's mind, and that the reason everything works out perfectly for every character, despite all the conflict that seems to be coming each of their ways, yeah. <laughs> um, is... Because, uh, like, she is having, like, wish fulfillment for all of them. So, like, you have stuff like, um, uh, she, she's supposed to be, like, a new girl at the high school, right? So, normally, when you're a new kid, you'd be the outsider. But somehow she's magically in the cool group at school, the pink ladies. Okay, okay. Um, you also have stuff... Not immediately. There's some growing pains there, but go on. Um, there's also other stuff, um, where reality ends up playing out kind of like a dream like Rizzo is having her whole uh, pregnancy scare but somehow she's okay yeah, at the I'm end I'm glad we said spoiler alert uh, if whatever um, yeah, you just ruined an entire storyline that I thought was amazing okay go on um, she also meets the boy of her dreams which ironically was also the guy she went on vacation with Danny you know, she meets him. You know, yeah. what, what's the likelihood? Sandy and Danny. What's the likelihood that the guy she met on vacation, you know, she loves him so much, but she's never going to see him again, is at the same high school that she's at? Um, you also, she, like I said before, they overcome every issue. So I mentioned Rizzo's pregnancy, but there's also uh, Danny's dance competition. He wins it, I think, doesn't he? He does, but yeah. he doesn't win it with her. Yeah, but he wins the competition. 
Yeah. She wants only good things for the man that saved her life. Yeah, but I, I disagree or with that. Or did not save her I life. I disagree with that because... Um, there's a the um, drag race. Chacha Gregorio gets in there and pushes her out of the way, so I don't there's, know if that's... There's the drag life. race Yeah. on, what is it, Thunder Road, whatever it's called. Yeah. The pink slips. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting very distracted into I last really, week. I really love... No, that's what they're, they're, they're going for. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I I know the movie. Okay, I've watched Grease a lot. <laughs> I mean, I might not have studied it the way some people do, but I've definitely oh, watched it a bit. Oh, that actually leads us into something. Slight uh, distracted moment here. Our mom is a huge fan of Grease, so yes. much so that she yes. told us when we before we watched it that she'd seen it thirteen times when she was thirteen years old. When she was thirteen, yeah. um, yeah. that's how much she loved it. And she just didn't leave the theater. Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what she down. must have done. Crouch down, Well, I guess. my friends have done it, so you just crouch down, you hide in there. You guys are terrible. Well, I didn't do it. In the middle, like, right don't after bring the pandemic, me into it. I was going to, like, when there was no movies I coming pay, out. I pay full price for my movies, thank you. I'm not one of those that's like, hey, let's hide in the theater, and then when they're clean, yeah. we can sit down. I'm not one of those guys. I don't appreciate the suggestion that I am. Okay, Just because I know the hooligans. <laughs> um... But yeah, and that says a lot because mom and myself, I don't know about you, we are the kind of people that it's like, once you've seen it once in the cinema, you don't need to go back over and over again. You've already experienced it once, but she went 13 times, so that says a lot for mom. Yeah. Um, anyway, back on track. Um, also, <laughs> Grease, Grease Lightning, which is the magical car in it, if no one knows, uh, taking off at the end confirms that the story is conveniently happy, like full of happy endings, and that it's also a mere fantasy because... While some of it is kind of grounded in reality, but it seems to be, you know, coincidentally happy, uh, that straight up is nonsense. You know, no car is going to fly off into the air. Yeah. yeah that it, it literally starts to fly and you see clouds It's like Chitty Chitty Bang them. Bang. It is very much It's Chitty like Chitty that. Bang Bangs into the air. And she's like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, and she starts waving, bye everyone. Yeah. Like, Fade anyway, to black, Sandy uh, dies. That's actually yes. what I'm about to get to. So the final two lines as well of when... Um, Olivia Newton-John sings Look at Me, I'm Sandra D." I don't know if she sings it twice in the movie or what. She does. She but the second, the second time, when it's times. a little more, like, melancholy, less, you know, perky. Before, before she turns into bad, bad yeah. Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, excuse me. She says on at one point, quote, Take a deep breath and sigh. Goodbye, Sandra D." Which could be in reference to the fact that, you know, she's going to be moving on to the afterlife. Um, and... This is one dark theory. Yeah, well, it's suggested that, like, she's lost her battle and she's dying here. Okay. And then, as a result of uh, the image of her Tell and Danny flying it. off Stug. on Greased Lightning is actually um, not uh, them just flying off on a car, believe it or not. It's symbolic of her afterlife ascension instead of her transformation into, like, self-actualizing. Because everyone's like, you know, she's she's a cool chick now, but that's not what it is. She's it's symbolic of her going to heaven. Okay. Um... Now, that is the theory. Okay, tell me the thing I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell before. you. Why are you yelling at me? I want to know tell you. what Danny and Sandy and the movie creator. So whoever. John Travolta, when he heard about this, he also doubts that uh, Sandy even had a brush with death. He thinks that his character did, you know, over exaggerate. You know, yeah. oh she she was drowning and I saved her. Um, he thinks that it was a bit of an over-exaggeration. He doesn't even she think she was in danger. She was sitting in the sand. <laughs> yeah, like, she went two feet into the shallow end, and he was like, I'm gonna save you. Yeah. Ah, it's cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saved it's you right, I'll save your life. You nearly drowned. 
<laughs> anyway, he he doubts that his character is being entirely honest. Um, Olivia Newton John said that she just found it hilarious. Like she didn't say anything else about it when she was told about it. She just said it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, Jim Jacobs, who is the creator of Grease, what is, do you mean the creator? I don't know the creator. Of the Grease. director? I don't know. The writer? Jim Jacobs, who had heavy heavy involvement with Grease, <laughs> he hates this theory. He got hella pissed when people mentioned it to him. Oh. He turned around. Well, that makes me think it's true. He turned he turned around and said, guys, she's alive, and whoever came up with this theory is on acid. No joke. That's what he said. On acid? He said that they were on acid. Well, that really I, dates the then, time. They're on the acid. Thing. This is the thing. When people are, like, so angry about it, then yeah. that's when I'm like, oh, it has validity then. Yeah. Like that, you I, just want to go that the grain. Don't protest it too much, Jim Jacobs. <laughs> but he was like, I, from what I gathered, he was super pissed when they suggested this. He was like, "What is wrong with you people? She's alive. Why would I make something where she's dead?" Like he got really upset. Would you like a chip? I, I'll get to it in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take over when you have to do your twist the sister for this week. I don't even know what I'm twisting, but okay. You don't even know what. Oh, I it's do supposed know to be my like. arm. It's music week. It's music week. I know what you hate. I know what you hate. <laughs> This is, this is going to sway anyway, so everyone to my back, side, I'm Back sure to what I was saying. So that's the theory. Whether or not you believe it, to each their own. But for me personally, I don't know if it's because I'm dark, but when I watched Grease, I felt very mediocre about the experience. I'd love it if she was dead. And this is all a dream sequence. I don't like it. I don't like I it. I love it. I dislike I want, it. I want like an Inception version of Grease. That's what I want. It's You're all dark a dream. and twisted, so that would make sense. But I like watching it, and I'm like, it's light, it's fun. And Wouldn't it, it be was, great if like the red lipstick know. is like her her spinning top thing? The red lipstick is like the blood coming out of her mouth. No, 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 that's no. That's the kind of graphic. No, that, that's shit how you. That's it. That's how you know it's a dream. She's wearing red lipstick. <laughs> all right. Well. I, I disagree. You want to agree whether or not you actually think it's valid is, is not really up I for love, debate. I love to make it a like multifaceted, layered movie yeah. more than just, you know, you're the one I want. You yeah. are the That's one I want. That's what I want. <laughs> like, it's That's nuts. what I want. It's That's insane. what I want. It's insane. I can't. No. Okay. No. All right. So it's Twist the Sister time. And I cannot Go. believe <laughs> I have to argue this. I cannot believe I have to argue this. Because this is one of those situations where this band, and yes, it is a band. I have a question. Do you want uh, me? Can I finish my intro? You can ask your okay, question fine. in a moment. You, you Just like intro. you refused to give me the information I wanted about what Danny and Sandy had said, you're going to have to wait. You say what you want, then I have a question. Okay. So you, you won't believe this, but Daisy hates the Beatles and thinks they're shit. So hold on. Go ahead I and do a question before I begin. I can't believe I have my to My question begin, was, but... can I get into a bit of why my dislike is there so it makes it easier for you to twist me? Sure. Why do you dislike so, the Beatles? I don't like their music that much. Said no one ever. <laughs> I, I wasn't one of those girls that was peeing at a concert. I'm definitely telling you that. Um, but uh, Just a little, in case little anybody doesn't understand the that. The Beatles were so popular that women were there. The Ed freak- Sullivan show, yeah. They were freaking out and they peed themselves when they saw them. I have. I don't pee myself. There are anecdotes, even when I'm terrified. There are anecdotes happy. that urine was just running down the aisles. The, yeah. the girls were so excited, which is insane. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's a little crazy. I yeah. feel bad for the cleaning crew, and I think true. all of those women are insane, which is scary because they're all like middle aged or <laughs> older now. Yeah. So they're they're you know. <laughs> you know they're telling her. I pissed myself at the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pass anyway. me my dentures. Anyway, um, oh, wow, God. you really aged the Beatles there. <laughs> um, they're really old. Yeah. Um, the also, oh, I also found that the appeal of the Beatles in the first place was the hidden drama behind the scenes. You know, are Paul McCartney and John Lennon really friends, or are they feuding again? Like, a lot of their you're appeal, stuck on the wrong thing. Hold on. I also thought that their rock star status and the fact that they were, quote, cute boys, I don't see it. I don't see it then. I don't see it now. Um, Paul McCartney was, also, was a cute boy, I think. You know who played Paul McCartney, and I thought he was cute when he played Paul McCartney? In a movie? Yeah. You remember Nowhere Boy? I do remember Nowhere Boy. Uh, Thomas Sangster, I think. He's got another part to his name. I can't remember <sighs> it. He's also in Queen's Gambit. He was the little boy in Nanny McPhee. Yes, I yes. love him. He's a I cutie. Lo I love him so much. So He's when he cutie. played Paul McCartney, I actually improved my opinion of Paul McCartney just because they got a cute guy to play him. Yeah, that's who I think of as well. When I think of you young think of him. Paul McCartney, yeah. I actually envision that him. actor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I also think, personally for me, Paul McCartney was the only real songwriter of the group. Not to discredit John Lennon. I disagree. He does create a decent song now and then. They fueled um, each other, but okay. Yes. But I also think their fighting also fueled things. Like, you know, there was a bit of competitiveness. Okay. Let anyway. Me, let me try. This, let me I'm not done with speak. trying to give you a thing to fight me on. I don't I don't need your information I also anymore. think I he's, feel like he, I know out enough. of all of them, he You've, has continuity in his career. Yes. He yeah. still does shit now. Wings and then just as himself. God. Yes, I know. When he was in Wings, that made me a Paul McCartney fan. Wings I think... so good. I th see? Okay, whatever. I don't like the Beatles. I like Paul. I think I, I love that... The, the story that uh, that I've heard about Wings is that... He was so in love with Linda McCartney that he he made everybody wait for her to get better so that she was good enough for the band. I think that's a true love story. Anyway, but that's not what we're talking so about. So you're just proving Paul McCartney's the best and the Beatles suck. I do Thank love you. Paul McCartney. I do. I do love Paul McCartney. There's no question. Okay. So I cannot force your ear to like something that you don't like. And I know that because we just went through Taylor Swift where you said, I love this. And I said, I just don't like it. And I don't know why. <laughs> so I'm going to appeal to your brain instead. Go for because it. Because I'm well, giving I'm enough credit there. to say that in that twisted little cavern up there, there is in My fact... My therapist can't even help me. You go. <laughs> there is in fact brain matter that will, will listen. Okay. So the very first thing that I want to note, I've watched a little bit of of background documentaries and things like that to do with the Beatles. I've seen not a lot. Boy, so you not, can see I'm invested. Not a lot, but a little bit, right? So I'm not the expert. And I gotta be fair, I went into that I'll with tell you Aaron what I know. Johnson. I'll tell you what I know. What yes. a cutie. Okay, can you get off of, like, how much you love the kid from Kick-Ass? Like, I get it. Um, I love that that really is how we started falling for him, and everyone now is just like, look at him we? in dream. There's no we. I never thought he was attractive. Nah, Chelsea, you're lying. Him is Quicksilver? Yeah. Who the hell's Quicksilver? You. Oh my god, I hate you so much right now. You watch Marvel movies and you don't know who Quicksilver is? I'm offended. He's sibling to um, Elizabeth Olsen's character. Don't you remember oh. in Marvel? No, I don't. He sacrifices himself. There's too much going on, I don't remember. Devastating. Okay. All right. Anyway, so, back on track. Sorry. Yes. So the very first thing is that I heard, and I think this came from Paul McCartney himself, when the Beatles were writing their songs, they wrote their songs to be memorable. And I don't mean that in the sense that other people would remember them. It was literally that they were having difficulty, you know, finding paper or things like that. So they would write their songs so that they remembered them. They made them simple enough, but catchy enough, 
so that they would remember them. And that was kind of their MO. And I think there's beauty in that simplicity, first of all. I <laughs> really like that. Can I just say, we know that they really were stretching when they did birthday then. <laughs> You're telling me... They are statistically the best-selling <laughs> artists of all time. So let's just go mathematically here. I don't believe in these stuff. And that's bearing in mind these that the they... These crazy peeing women buying 50 records. No, no. They broke up before the 70s, and they are still considered the best-selling artists of all time. So take that one to the bank. They spent a huge amount of time practicing. Now, I... patriarchal society. Little, it's, little... It's set against us. Little digression here. I'm a huge fan of the author Malcolm Gladwell, and mm. he wrote a book, I cannot remember exactly which one it was, but he wrote a book and, and kind of talked about the theory of to become an expert at your craft, you have to spend 10,000 hours doing it. That was one of his earlier ones. Okay, so you read the book too. No, okay. I haven't read it. I heard about this. Okay, so this is an it's example, not the book I gave though. I for Christmas a couple of years ago. It ain't that one. Not talking mm. to strangers. It's the other one. No. Okay, we're not talking about Malcolm Gladwell. We're just going to focus on what I just said about 10,000 hours, right? Okay. Okay, so he uses as an example, Malcolm writes in the book, that the Beatles are an example of how you become a master of your craft. And they played five to six performances every night, adding up to about nine hours a day for two years straight in, in um, Hamburg. Okay. Then you also have to combine that with like the other gigs that they did elsewhere, and I think the a year or so before, a year or so after, they did about 600 gigs at other locations. Mm. So if you add up all of that time, they had really perfected their craft. So just from that standpoint... So they're they good are, musicians, they just don't create music I like. They, <laughs> and yes, that's what I'm saying. You, can, you have to acknowledge that they are the greatest ever. Whether I can't or not do that. You like I definitely can't do that. Not whether with us talking about like Taylor them. Swift in this episode. Oh my gosh. There's no way I'm going to be like, yeah, the Beatles are the best. <laughs> they can be good musicians. They've rehearsed. I will give them that. They rehearsed and recorded multiple times. Like, the takes of their work, they would just do it over and over and over and over and over again. We did that, too, though. Yeah, he's awesome. <sighs> over and over and over again, <laughs> until their work was so refined and so, like, revised just to perfection. And this level of reevaluation of themselves, it's not cockiness. Like, they're not looking at it and going, this is genius. It's a work of genius. No, they worked on it until they found that it was acceptable. Like, they found this is good. This is a good quality piece. So they really worked hard on it. And it also forced them to see when something wasn't working as well and just, like, scrapped it from their set list and said, this is not making the album. They, I mean, th I think they even turned on... George and said this is shit or something like that for one of the songs. So they were very ruthless with their own work. And I admire that. That's, that's a sense of humility to, to and hard work ethic that I appreciate from a musician. I will give them their credit. They have... I'm sorry, what was that? You will give them their credit? They have popped out a good couple songs like Here Comes the Sun. Great song. Twist and Shout. Great song. Hey Jube. Good song. But yeah. I also feel like Part of the reason I like these songs is because they were used well in a movie or in a show. Yeah, because that's your only exposure to them. Because you old enough. Yeah. You, you still have but all your teeth. If I listened to them on my own, I would probably feel very mediocre about the experience. But when you use music, this is more a testament to um, music producers and people who do scores for stuff. They know their craft well enough to know 
You're when talking it about heightens like, the experience. You're talking about the music selected for film, right? Yeah. That's and I feel like they have okay. successfully used well, whatever. Yeah. They can use Beatles music to heighten an experience, but I feel yeah. the song itself doesn't have enough to it that I would be like, oh yeah, I could listen to this fifty million times. I can listen to Hey Jude probably four, and then I need to change to Twist and Shout for three, and then <laughs> and then Here Comes the Sun for five, I don't think and then I'm done. I think you haven't heard a lot of their music though. I have just on that basis. It's just it's not good. Okay, so they were involved in the world as well and that's important from like a cultural perspective because it infused their work they got a feel for politics they got a feel for religion and they were really of the people but i also well. hold on so from what i know about the beatles wasn't that more john lennon's face of the beatles though doing more no, of those things no because george george did a lot of it they all kind of you don't hear much about you don't hear much about George or Ringo doing stuff like that. It was always you know which you don't I hear much about Ringo. Period. I feel like it's a bit of a shame because I think that is what happens with a lot of bands, specifically boy bands, that there is the one or two, or even possibly three, that get all the credit and all the exposure while the rest blend into the background. And I feel like that's what George. And Ringo were while I Paul disagree. and John were just Ringo. I think farther forward. everyone kind of shits on Ringo. Well, I actually like Ringo. He, he actually, you still see him doing shit every once in a while. Yeah, I, I, there was a quote actually, just because you kind of triggered that thought, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna screw it up a little bit, but basically it was that um, someone asked if Ringo was the best drummer of all time, and and I don't know who it was, but one of the other Beatles says he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> amazing i thought that was a great response to that and i love that i love that as well just to have like that sense of humility and kind of i mean that's not really humility because it wasn't themselves they're just putting that's down so other members sad. of the group but i thought that was funny i i always think about that oh, yeah. that sticks in my mind okay but hold on hold on but they were of the people though and one very important example that i want to tie in is that they refused to play for segregated audiences in america when they came to do american concerts so i think that's important as well because that that kind of started a change because Beatles concerts were huge concerts. Mm. So it, it encouraged, you know, desegregation, which was, I think at the time, very, very important. So basically get your head out of your ass, put the, put okay. the races, put the women and the men together, put them all together. Okay. So something else. Melting pot of joy. Have them all peeing. I have two more points and then I, I will leave this and, and I'm sure I know where you're going to fall on this one, which is just stubbornly refusing to, to admit that they're great. They um, are good, or not for me. That's not my that's, issue. That's a perfectly acceptable answer. It just doesn't do anything for me. So, okay. Like, you know how you said Taylor's albums, you get one song and the rest doesn't do anything for you? Uh-huh. The Beatles, it's like one big album, but and But at no only point did I say that Taylor Swift was terrible, though. <laughs> I didn't say, ugh, Taylor Swift, yuck, the way you do about the Beatles. No. We're like, what is it? I'd Paul say, McCartney yeah, and the boys? I hate them. This is your attitude. I'll listen to Wings, and I will listen to like Imagine. I will listen even to uh, John um, Lennon's Christmas songs because those were a fun time too. But um, <laughs> fun time. Otherwise, eh. Okay. All right. My last two points. I don't know if this is going to change your views at all. Majorly, I doubt you it. Never know. Um, so the Beatles were very working class, which you already know, but they were very self-educated. So they learned because they didn't have the funds to go and do like a proper like music theory sort of degree. Um, they learned through absorption, like really osmosis of all of the genres around them. And that 
that influenced their music as well. Like they would listen to hymnals and they would listen to jazz and they would listen to folk songs. They'd listen to everything. And because they listened to everything, they were able to really have a have a more diverse sound. I I think that's probably the best way to put it. It's it's They immersed themselves and came yeah. out Despite, with knowledge as a result. Yeah, they were just very resourceful. Um, and then the last thing I want to note is that they were big risk takers, which made them pioneers. Like, like I mentioned before, the fact that they would do um, concerts in America but refused to play for segregated audiences, they mm. wanted desegregated. That was a risk at the time. Um, they're also, in terms of pioneering achievements, they were the first concert in an open-air sports stadium, which is like the way things are done pretty much now. They were the first live global TV music performance. They were the first pop album to include lyrics in the liner notes, which I mean is your bread and butter. You would not survive without the lyrics in the liner notes. That's not true. I only need them sometimes. <laughs> and they kind of, I don't know if they were the first, but they definitely um, influenced- we, we all needed them for Gwen Stefani's- um, Oh my god. No. <laughs> Can you focus sorry. on the Beatles for one freaking I'm second? I'm sorry. Sweet Escape is hard to know <sighs> without her clarifying the lyrics. And now we are both good. Back to the Beatles. <laughs> Their album art. Most of the time, at, at back then, it was literally like, here's the picture of the band on an album. Whereas they did stuff like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club, the White Album, that kind of thing, where it was like, it was different. It was unique. So there's my little diatribe. Not, it's not a diatribe. Whatever. It's my little argument that the Beatles are the greatest without talking that much about their music. How do you feel in there, Daisy's Brain? I recognize that they can be good artists. So saturated with what I, I said. I do not recognize that their music is decent, though. I feel like they were trailblazers and they tried like and they tried new stuff. But I feel like shooting out mediocre music with a couple of really awesome yeah. bangers does not make them <laughs> p-worthy bangers. nor worth my time. Uh, so p-worthy. they're not worth my urine or my time, basically. <laughs> Look, I can't fix your ear damage. My whatever's, ear, my ear damage. Going my on ear in is your a perfect ears. ear. My ear is a perfect ear. I'm at work. I've heard you sing. I'm, it's not a perfect I, ear. I, well, I've heard you screech. It ain't perfect either. Um, we get our singing from our father. Um, <laughs> we don't. Dad. We do, we don't get our whistling from him though. Cause no, he can whistle. He, That's what doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Why can people we're, whistle? We're getting a little perfectly. distracted. No, no, no. We need, we need to this get into this a little bit. Point. We need to get into this a little bit. We need to give them backstory so that they think we're not crazy. No, no. Our father can't sing at all. Like, at it's all. bad. Every word is baby, and none of them are in the same no, I don't, scale. I'm not talking about memorizing lyrics. Like, the sound just comes out, and it's like, ooh, no, that's, that's pitchy. That's very pitchy. So, put the gag in. Explain you know? <laughs> to me why he can whistle the song perfectly. You can immediately Hold know on. what it is. Not only can he whistle it perfectly, he can whistle at different pitches. He can whistle with different breaths. Which is perfect. Hold on. Different breath. Uh, yeah, he's playing all the yeah. instruments. Yeah. I he just can don't do the get whole it. thing. But then as soon as he does the lyrics, all of a sudden you're like, turn Forget that the man lyrics, off. He can't sing. Turn the man Even off. Even with the wrong lyrics, he doesn't hit the notes. It's the hitting the notes that I can't wrap my head around. Yeah. Anyway. That you know was my means? digression, but if somebody could answer that for me, I would love to know why that is. Question for the audience. How can someone whistle <laughs> why well? Why can't our father sing? What, how, can, how can someone whistle well but sing awfully? 
A debate. There you go. A debate. Our poll this week isn't whether or not the Beatles are good, because of course they fucking are. No. But why why can our father whistle perfectly but sing terribly? All right. Well, that's this week. Yeah. I hope uh, you enjoyed our music week, our very first one. Yes. Hopefully there will be more in the future. I appreciate music. There's so many artists that I would love to talk about. So, oh, I know one that we're going to dive into, just because I've already, like, pre-planned for yeah. the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the anniversary of Prince's death the other day as well, and I... God, that makes me sad. I know, it makes me very sad. Prince is one of my favorite artists. I actually have the symbol that he changed his name to tattooed on my arm. Yeah. So, uh... Fun fact about Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the love symbol. It's supposed to represent all forms of love, which is why I got it originally, not just because I love Prince, but I do love Prince. And while we were there, I got a Ohana tattoo because I love Lilo and Stitch and I value yes. family. The tattoo queen did follow yeah. me. Yeah. Hold on. No. You dragged me there and said, what do you want to get? I'm getting this. <laughs> and I was like, you okay. And you could have said nothing. I don't want That's ridiculous. I, don't want I never have these opportunities. <laughs> I'm surrounded by people that are scared of tattoos or think they are not worth putting on your body. Meanwhile, I was the kid that was like, let's get the temporary tattoos. I had a sleeve. How many tattoos do you have? I have two. Uh, Mine I, think are I, I think I have five or six. I'm not a tattoo queen. I don't have a amount. sleeve. That is a lie because I can think of five or six. Okay, so you got one there. You got one there. As we count. So two on your arm. Three, two. Three, here. four. Okay, two on each arm. My back one. And the one on my leg. Five, six. I see it. Is that six. it? Yeah. I only have six. It feels mm. like a lot more because I'm constantly These are only the ones we ones. can see. <laughs> oh, there's a nice one right on my iliosoas. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic week. Bye.